Welcome to Messy in the Middle, the podcast. We are two realtors from two different coasts working to improve and grow. We believe you deserve to have a thriving business and live a balanced life. Your journey from ideas to implementation starts now. Hey, Jeffy, how are you? I'm great, Ed. How are you? Fantastic. So disclaimer for everybody, uh, Jeffy has lost her voice. That's right. I wish I I could say it was from working out too much, but it's not. (laughs) It's not. So the good news is she probably won't be talking over me as much as she normally does, but we'll we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So, hey, we're really excited. We've got Ryan McMullen with us from MetPro. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. So a little backstory here. You know, Jeffy and I, we, um, you know, we believe in, you know, trying to get better and leaning into people, not fizzboing ourselves. And mm-hmm. sure enough, our fitness was slipping due to the last 18 months of the challenges uh, that we've been facing with working a lot and not working out and maybe not eating as right as we should. Yeah. And we both kind of hit a breaking point. And, and Jeff, I'm going to let you talk maybe a little bit about yours. And if you lose your voice, just I'll take over. So go ahead. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, I, yeah. we were actually at a Buffini conference and they were talking about MetPro. And I was like, wait, I've never heard of MetPro. You know, I get <laughs> online, I'm like Googling it, looking it up. And I, I think what I really loved is it was something I'd never done before. I, I don't eat meat, and we're going to talk about that later. And it's always really hard for me when I'm trying to build muscle and lose fat. And when I ended up working with Ryan, that's something we went through. But it, there was a huge driving piece of me that wanted to get my 52-year-old body looking good. And I needed help. So that's, that was my motivation. Yeah. And and kind of likewise for me, you know, as the market was raging, I saw my weight going up and up and up. Um, I had actually, I was familiar with MetPro and had used them in 2019 and got really fit at that time and then had walked away from it and realized that I was drifting and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Then got COVID, um, you know, in the, in the latter phases and I was down for about a week and I went to go run and I couldn't go a thousand meters. I was like, you know, this is, this is a problem. So I need to get everything in order. And that leads us to Ryan. So, so, um, (laughs) but we want, yep, here he is. So what we want to talk about a little bit today is, you know, maybe give us a quick background on MetPro and then we'll, we'll go from there. Actually, let's start with a quick background on Ryan. Let's do that. Okay, so we're going to talk about Ryan Ryan a little bit. He gave us his bio and something really jumped out at us. He's, he is a fitness guru. He's been involved, you know, he's owned and operated CrossFit gyms. He's really into nutrition, personal training, does a great job. But your personal story is kind of interesting here. Talk about what was going on when you were 18 years old. Oh boy, how long do I have? <laughs> I'll give you the sh- <laughs> short and condensed version. Um, yeah, I was I, I was over always a overweight kid growing up. I I mean, ever since I can remember, I was negative connotations. Maybe someone consider the the fat kid, but I was big. I was always a big kid, tall and overweight, and a lot of it was just due to my family. Just you know, my mom, bless her soul, like you know, cooked every meal for us, which was awesome and. You know, a lot of great experience, but um, just overweight 
growing up. Um, even though I was active, I you know played water polo, hockey, baseball, you name it. I was I was very active, but that's where the nutrition came into play. So um, eighteen, I was going off to college and getting ready to you know kind of embark on a new journey, and I was sick of being overweight. I was. 17 years old, 18. I was 275 pounds from the last chance I stepped on the scale. And I'm sure a lot of people can probably relate to like, at some point you stop getting on the scale. You're nervous to see that number. So I went full force into diet and uh, just exercise and yeah, lost 90 pounds. I went from 275 to 185. And I will add in a rather unhealthy way, which we can maybe talk about, but not good. (laughs) Not a good way. I I lost that weight in six months. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We can't talk about that. And and I just want to go out on a limb here and say like, Ryan is a beast. Yes, <laughs> so, so, little Don't backstory. <laughs> little backstory. We had a we've got a push up challenge going, and I was feeling pretty pretty good about myself. So I you know, <laughs> sent a video to Ryan, and he's like, "Well, this is the way you really want to do it." And like, I've never seen anybody do knockout push ups that clean and fast. And like, welcome <laughs> to the gun show. So, <laughs> I I definitely want to say that in alignment with what Ryan's saying about doing things correctly, like losing the weight wrong or doing a push-up wrong or incorrectly wrong is the wrong word. But when you learn to do something correctly, it changes everything. And I think that you're a master at that, Ryan. I think you're so, so, so good at teaching people to do things the correct way. It's a, yeah. be- it's a beautiful part of you. So make me feel anyway. all warm and warm and fuzzy over here. <laughs> there you go. All there right. you go. Well, well deserved. So that's a little of your back background. So you've got a great empathetic pr- uh, perspective, and I think it'll really resonate with a lot of folks. Give us the two minute on MetPro for those folks that don't know what they're all about. Yeah, so I, th- I actually think that my background in doing it wrong is why I feel like MetPro is so great. So it's not a fad diet. It's not, you know, keto. It's not if it fits your macros. It's not um, paleo. You know, you go down the list of like thousands and thousands of different diets. But it's, you know, what I realized a long time ago, especially working with people, is that every body is different, and the way that we react or don't react to certain dietary restrictions or controls is not the same. You know, mine is not the same as Ed's, it's not the same as Jeffy's. And and that's where I loved MetPro so much is because it's based on the individual. It's real food. You know, that that was a big key. It's not, you know, here, drink this protein shake three times a day. Um, here's these supplements, right? It's real food that you're going to buy from the grocery store that you're going to cook yourself. And we watch how someone's body responds to a certain dietary protocol that we have set out for them. And when it's not working, we shift, we change. And that's kind of met pro in a sense is we're following metabolism and we're following science, not try this out and see if it works. Um, and And I think there's a lot more sustainability in that too, is if we're teaching people how to eat, how to cook and how to look at their food, they're leaving us and being successful on their own, not just this is a four month diet. I'm going to do this, lose weight, and then you gain everything back. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's that's really good. And to add in there, for a lot of people who don't eat meat protein, they don't eat meat. 
you, Ryan, helped me figure out how to get the elevated amounts of protein in my diet. And I, I, for every vegan listening, I'm sure they're like, well, but <laughs> the deal is this, you can do it what works for you. And that's why I love MetPros because it's not a one size fits all. And I was able to manipulate my structure of what I was eating to eat in the way that's important to me. Yeah. No, that's really good point there, Jeffy. And I know for me, you know, the way I look at it, it's it's almost like you've got this like personal coach in your pocket, right? Literally. Yeah. You <laughs> know, he's tracking, you know, the system set to track everything you do from what you eat to how you're exercising and it's tweaked along the way. And one of my favorite things is like if I'm going to a restaurant, I just say, Ryan, here's the here's the link to the site. What should I order? And he knows what phase I'm on and what and looks at the menu and makes the recommendation so that I can do the best I can do. So it's a really, really cool system. So yeah. I, th I think that's a good transition point to maybe talk a little bit about some of your observations, Ryan. You know, what makes what makes people uh, you know have success in the system, what works, uh, maybe goals, that type of thing. So your thoughts on this. Yeah. I you know, I was thinking about this question and I I feel like there's two just big factors is one of them letting go of any previous information you have and mm -hmm. being coachable in the sense that like, like, you know, and, and I, tr I'm bad at this sometimes and better at it at other times. But I think that even if you feel like, you know, something, cause most people, you know, especially when it comes to diet or anything else, like we all have like a base knowledge of something. We may feel like we know a lot about a particular subject. So bringing that in to the conversation of working with a coach in any aspect, you know, especially with diet, it's it's a lot of battling. Um, I find my most successful clients are the ones that come in and say, I'm going to pretend like I don't know anything. Teach me what you know. Mm -hmm. And those people thrive. They yeah. succeed because they're not going off through the weekend when they don't have access to me and I think this will work, right? No, <laughs> Ryan said, this will not work. Don't do this. And right. those, those are really my most successful clients are the ones that are just coachable. They listen. I have, a, I have a question because a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast are in coaching of some sort. Mm -hmm. And so I want to say this back to you. You're saying that being coachable means coming in with an attitude that you don't know anything. Is that Always. really the correlation? Always. Yes. Always. Okay. It's so even let, Yeah. It's, say it it's again. The same. Yeah. <laughs> say it again, it's, not me. Say it again so people can hear that. It is, it is always the case. And, the, and again, my personal experience with that, like I've been in the you know, CrossFit and strength conditioning and, and more specifically, my, my love and joy is Olympic lifting. And at some points throughout my career, I guess, as you know, an Olympic lifter, not, not great, <laughs> but at some point I've hired a coach. And even though I'm teaching this stuff to people constantly, I'm in the gym every single day teaching cues and you know how to do this and how to move appropriately. When I've worked with a coach, I've found myself not successful and not getting stronger and creating those numbers that I want because I'm bringing my own ego and well, no, I know how to do this. It's you know this is really the way it should be done. When I when I've thrown that away and listened to the coach that's telling me what they see, they have an unbiased opinion. 
that's when I've thrived. And I've done it both ways and I've seen the difference. And it wasn't the coach. It wasn't the program. It was me listening and forgetting right everything that. I know and, and going. That that's is a good one. That is so good. And I, yeah. and that it's so applicable to coaching. I'd never really heard it verbalized quite that way. But I'll tell you, like, so we're in, we're in Buffini coaching, right? Yeah. And it's so often like, I know I've turned people onto it and they'll say, well, yeah, that's pretty good, but that doesn't work here or that won't work for me. It's like they're, they're bringing that in, that bias in immediately rather than coming in with a little bit of humility and saying, I'm going to just trust this. Yeah. Right. And, and the other, I, <laughs> maybe a little bit bad, but if you're hiring a coach and you're paying them, get as much as you can out of it. You know, Absolutely. really abs- absorb and listen. And it doesn't mean you have to carry that. You can find little things that do end up working and don't end up working, but put your all into that listening and absorbing and retaining and, and take that and then applying it is, is where I find success. Well, I'd like to shift here a little bit and maybe talk about like how you see people with maybe struggling with like we live in a very short term focus society. Like I want it, I want six minute abs. You know, if you can give me five minute abs, I'd probably take that, <laughs> right? Versus, you know, like the long the long term approach and, and how you manage people through that. I bring up that we need to identify what are short term goals, medium term goals, and long term goals always. And they need to be separated out. It's good to have a long-term goal. I may have a client that comes to me that's 250 pounds and wants to weigh 185. That's a great goal. That's not going to happen in a month. It's not going to happen in two months. It's not going to happen in three, four, five, maybe sometimes six months to a year, but it's a great goal. And I want that in the back of their head, but now we need to create medium-term and short-term goals that are incremental to getting them closer to that long-term goal. And I think a lot of the time, so many people are focused on purely long-term goals in, in whatever aspect, you know, it may be your retirement account or your weight loss or a certain number you want to hit in the gym. Like, you know, there's, there's so many of them, but if you just have the long-term goal, it's hard to set out what you're doing leading up into that. That's keeping you on track. And if we have you know, medium, medium goals and short goals, then you can say in the short run, hey, here's what I want to accomplish in the next four weeks. And if you're not there in four weeks, then you have to reassess, did I do everything I should have done in the past four weeks? Right? Where did I, did I mess up? Did I get something wrong? How do I change that? And if you didn't, we need to reassess those medium and long-term goals. Maybe it pushes that long-term goal out a little bit more. Or maybe we just need to work a little bit harder and correct those things that we did wrong in those first four weeks. Yeah. And I, I, I think I those are critical. Yeah. I have a question for that. Do you think that when clients lose their short and medium goals, that that's when they start to drift Yes. Because they don't have their eyes on that maybe and they have their eyes only on that really long-term goal. Yes, but that's the benefit of a coach. Right. Believe I, can't, I can't even create short, medium, and long-term goals for myself. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I can't. Because I can't, it's hard to keep track of. 
you know, yeah. with the hustle and bustle and we've all got good things going on, you know, I'm, I'm setting those for my clients. And when I look for a coach, I expect and want them to set those goals for me. And that's what all of us at MetPro are doing or any good coach is setting those short, you know, and sometimes it's as short as a week, right? Yeah. And those goals are so different from client to client. You know, I, I just was working with a client and I said, okay, your only goal over the next week is ev- one week to get every single meal in. I actually don't care if they're on plan or off your plan. I want you to get used to the, the frequency of eating. Mm. Right? Which sounds yeah. like that it's is hard. It's hard. hard but <laughs> it's also simple, right? Yeah. Yes. If if the if if we just jump straight to, hey, you need to eat five meals a day, they all need to be on plan a hundred percent. That's a long-term goal. We're not there yet. They're yeah. gonna do three days of that, lose yeah. track of that long-term goal, and they're completely off track. Right. Yeah. You know, I've, I've got an example on this on goals, and we talked about this, Ryan. So, um, you know, as I mentioned, I was on 2019, I was on MetPro, and I was in much more of a, um, I was training for a cycling event, and I was cutting, and I was very focused on that. And I was, you know, I lost like 30 pounds in, in that effort, you know, all the way through, maybe 25, right? It was a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was very consistently going down. And then I, we were talking, and it's like, yeah, I'm really not losing that much weight right now, but my body's changing. And you're like, well, dude, it's because you're in the gym all the time and that's the goal. You're <laughs> not doing, doing the cardio all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. You're not doing the cardio as much and we're building a different base and we'll cut later. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't have a coach like pinging you on the head and saying, what's the goal here? Right. Of course, it's a different goal. So you're getting a different, a different result. Yeah. It's Realistic awesome. expectations. Right. Yeah. That's a good one. And just just because you did the same thing dietary five years ago, two years ago, it doesn't mean you're going to get the same result. There's so many variables: stress, sleep, training. You know, like like you had said, you know, your training is totally different. If you were doing the same training, would we see those same results? Possibly. I'm different, right? right? Things you're, you know, different. you're different in a different place, right? So yeah. that's right. Let's talk a little bit about life balance there. How do, how do you help people manage that with the program? I think that's my favorite area to coach because it's my worst area personally. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I am I'm so social and I love going out to eat and meeting friends and going to other people's houses or hosting and I think in the terms of, you know, diet and exercise, that's like the easiest way to throw off balance. So for me, it's about finding that happy medium and and breaking it down into, you know, okay, I'm going to start with diet. I want 80% of my diet to be on track throughout a week span, right? There's those short-term goals. Mm-hmm. I want 80% of my diet to be on track for the next week, right? And then what does that look like over the next month? And if I exceed that, great. You know, but we want to set metrics to not go below that. And I, th- I think life balance is really hard because if you don't have it, you can reach burnout. But if you have too much of it, you're not getting to that success that you want. We as realtors have a very difficult time with life balance because we don't have a you know time clock that we punch in at 8 a.m. and punch out at 6 
Sometimes we work seven days a week. Sometimes we work five. But it, it, I think it's the same if you think about eating correctly, exercising. There's no time clock either. So there's a huge correlation between taking care of your body and the types of jobs that we have. Yep. You have to really right. figure that balance out. Yeah. So so I'm going to dig in here a little bit. And, uh, you know, realtors, for the most part, are social animals. Oh, yeah. yeah. They really are. <laughs> like, you know. Experts. Like you, and, and there's an old joke that, you know, you never want to get between the bar and a realtor because they'll <laughs> knock you down, right? So, so... It's the elephant in the room is the alcohol piece, right? Which is, you yeah. know, we're in social situations. We we tend to like that, you know, generally. And the, you know, they're it's it's gonna set you back with the alcohol piece and the because it's not nutrient rich, right? <laughs> no, definitely not. Right, right. So how do you how do you help people on that manage that piece? I gotta believe it's a big, a big component of what you work with. Massive. Uh, yeah. In fact, I, I get really excited. One of the first conversations I have with people are, do you drink and how often? You know, I need to know what we're working with here. Is it nightly? And I get really excited. I've, you know, I've got a few clients that are like, no, I haven't touched alcohol in 15 years. Like, I'm good. <laughs> like, yay. Um, you know, it's, it's not going to be about 15 huge... minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah. That would be, that would be a little more on point. Um, no, it's, you know, it's, I think focusing on positives rather than negatives is where I find most success in controlling that. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, there's this around drinking, especially there's this don't nature, especially when it's coming from coaches, don't drink. Right. And when we hear that we're, I mean, we're, we're children by heart, you know, when we hear don't do something, our brain chemistry wants us to do just that. Right? Like, yes. I mean, we, we all know this. So, you know, if I said to you, Ed, like, hey, through this weekend, don't drink, right? The first thing on your mind is going to be drink, right. Right? right? Or I'm, oh, I'm being bad, right? And there's, there's an adrenaline rush out of that. There's a little bit of, of excitement that comes from doing something that you're not supposed to do. So right. I try as best I can, and I forget this sometimes, but I try as best as I can to focus on positives. Hey, do me a favor. If you feel like it, I want you to cut down your drinking tonight, if you can, if you feel like it. Have one or two drinks rather than the four or five you're going to have. And then I want you to just touch base with me in the morning tomorrow and tell me how you feel, right? And then highlighting how good it feels to get quality sleep. Yeah. Wake up not dehydrated and feeling hungover, right? Yeah. And even one or two drinks is going to affect and impact your sleep in such a significant way that you can tell you wake up that next morning and you're like, wow, I feel good. Okay. I'm going to go to the gym this morning, or I'm going to wake up and read a, you know, a, a chapter out of my favorite book and it's productive. And then I think honing in and finding like the positives out of not doing something is going to be more long lasting than focusing on the Hey, you know, you drank three days last weekend. Let's 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 not do that this weekend. That's right. not going to work. Yeah, alcohol is a waste of calories, really. So, hey, Ed, tell me about the drink that you do—the soda water drink. 
Oh yeah, that's that was just a little hack that I came up with, which is uh, you know I'll take a Lacroix and you know on the rocks, and then I'll put in bitters, right? Which is like nothing, you know, nothing. It maybe has like nothing, you know, except flavor <laughs> and color, and it looks like a drink, right? And so mm-hmm. I'll, when I go to the bar and I'm filling, you know, if I'm out socially, I'll do that. It looks like I'm having something. And we've talked about this, Ryan, like the social pressure you get when you're not drinking is really weird. That's yeah. the worst. <laughs> yeah. 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 That so. is the worst. And also I got to a point where I was making all my meals and taking them to my friends' houses and drinking the LaCroix. And they gave me, oh, they gave me a lot of shit at first, but then they stopped once I started like, you know, my body was changing. So they're like, wow, that's really working. Yeah. So there's you gave workarounds. Him the, you gave them the, you don't get this without that. <laughs> so. I didn't exactly say it like that. But. That's so fun. Well, I want to, I want to talk about maybe some, you know, kind of other on meta stuff, you know, on a higher level. Um, and I, I think a challenge, we, we hit, it, hit it on this a little bit on a coaching call recently is, how do you help people with negative self-talk or limited self-beliefs? And I'll give one of myself, okay? So to kind of give some context here. Unlike you, Ryan, I was always more of the skinny kid, right? I was, you know, I was a runner. Um, you know, I did all that. And so most of my athletic things have been involved around speed and, and long distance, right? I was terrible at pull-ups, you know, not good at push-ups. And it's and the image of me doing those, I immediately go back to being a middle schooler, you know, <laughs> with the I mean, literally Mr. DeSalvo was the was a Marine <laughs> drill sergeant, retired Marine drill sergeant, right? <laughs> and and you know, ep, you know, those pegboards, you know, and like yeah. you're falling on the concrete in the gym. Yep. That was me. But I could run, I was really fast. <laughs> but so my my self-image is that I, I can't do this. Yeah. Right? And I realized talking, you know, talking, it's like, well, why not? Right? So that's what we've kind of been focusing on more of that. So that's, a, that's an example, example of like a limited self-belief. How do you help people manage through that? I, I, it's really actually easy. Identify it. Because, and again, I'm probably the worst at this, at, at doing this myself, is most of the time when you set limits for yourself. Like I can't do this or I can't achieve this. Or even as simple as like, I've never been able to do this. You're creating a ceiling and then avoidance. And I think of avoidance is the massive key because, you know, and I've done this in the past. I hate burpees. I don't like burpees. I've never been good at burpees. And if you keep that going, that will be true. <laughs> I mean, it. If if I hate them, I'm going to avoid them. I'm going to not do them, and yeah, then I'm never going to get better at them. And I think the the negative part leads to avoidance. And when you avoid something, practicing anything, it's always going to get worse or just never move the needle at all. And you can you can change that. And and Ed, I'll ask you like in the times where you've had that talk, I can't do pull ups. I've never been able to do pull ups. How many times are you going to the gym and trying to do pull ups? 
Zero. Zero. None. Right? <laughs> yeah. How I'll get, do we get... I'll get to the bar and I'll like stretch. <laughs> stretch out. And then I'll like, so and then I'll walk away because I'm like back in middle school, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can we go out to the track and run around? <laughs> so, so you avoid. Is, yeah, you avoid. And I avoid. It, tying this back to real estate, I avoid calling people I haven't talked to in a long time because I have this negative. So, oh, they don't want to hear from me. They don't want to talk to me. I don't have anything to tell them. It's the same thing. You can take these things to every point of your life. Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's the I same it. thing. It's just a different application of it. Yeah, That's really, exactly. really interesting. Yeah. And, then, and then an example, right? Actually, for both of you, I think, an example of changing that is the push-ups that we have been doing. And I love that. You know, we started this group chat you guys are doing these push-ups, and I immediately come in and I'm like, scratch everything. We're not, yeah. you know, like scratch everything. <laughs> this is the way a push-up should look. This is your range of motion. And rather, you know, I those first videos of you guys doing those push-ups, you could have said, like, these are too hard. These are too challenging. And and gone back to doing them the way you did them before, right? Yeah. Or just gave yeah. up on them entirely. But yeah. You both did that differently, you know, like it yeah. fully embraced like, okay, I suck at this now. I'm not doing good. I don't feel strong, but I'm going to keep going. And you guys are both doing better at this. I know. This is yeah. crazy. Talk about negative self-talk here. I had rotator cuff surgery and my shoulder's super weak. And then I hurt my elbow months ago, still recovering, but I still did it. I'm like, I could do one. And the competitor in me, I'm like, that's shitty. I can only do one. <laughs> but I, the next day I did two. Mm-hmm. The next day I did three. You know, so you're right, Ryan. You just got to, you got to work through that. Got to yeah. work. That is a huge one. I wrote that down. I'm taking that. I'm putting a sticky note on my, yeah, forever, that for is, life. That is this huge. is my life lesson. <laughs> yeah, in, simple, in simple terms, I tell my clients, embrace the suck. Like yeah. Yeah, just embrace it so much. <laughs> well, yeah. well, and again, I I talked about before, but like I was at like, oh, I'm doing 35. I'm on my way to 50, and then I show you the video, and now I'm doing like eight. Because <laughs> 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 you, know? you know, this is really cool too. If you video yourself doing something, there's no lie. Mm-mm. There's no lie. You yeah, look at it, you can analyze it. Are you doing it properly? It's the same with videotaping yourself making a phone call or videotaping yourself doing a listing presentation. You can go back through and you can go, hmm, this is some place I have some some room to work or, hey, good job. I did a great job there. So that's that's a cool thing too. I like it. Yeah. Oh, it really is. Well, yeah. I, you know, we're going to need to wrap here pretty quickly, but I do want to ask one question. If, if, if someone was coming in cold to this and you could give them like one tip, one hack to improve their diet and their fitness to kind of launch them in the right way, short of, short of like coming into MetPro all the way, what would it be? Eat whole foods and exercise daily. Eat whole foods and <clears throat> exercise daily. Anything that comes with in a box with a nutrition label on it, stay away from it. My my general thumb is if you can't if you can't wash it, don't eat it. That's oh. actually my favorite thing I've told so many of my clients. If you can't wash it, don't eat it. And that relates to so many 
simple things. Like you can wash beans and meat and vegetables and so many different other products that you can find in the grocery store. If you can run it underwater and go turn around and cook it, good. If you can't wash it, don't eat it. And that tells you it's a good whole food. And then when I say exercise daily, I'm not talking about the gym. Get out and do something active. It can be washing your car, mowing your lawn, gardening, whatever, whatever is active that gets you doing something daily. I don't go to the gym every day, but I definitely go on a walk or a hike or ride a bike or you know, go play with my dogs in the backyard or garden. Like there's so many things you can do. If you have those two simple things, you'll see success and you'll build new habits. I love it. I love awesome. it. We love you, Ryan. You, you are an amazing you guys. guy. You are an amazing so guy. Here. <laughs> it's, you're making a big difference for us. I know that MetPro and you can make a big difference for others. We'll have a link uh, to MetPro if you want to learn more, but they're at metpro.co, correct? Yep, metpro.co. They can visit our website. Um, it's right big bold on there, schedule a consultation and you know, free of charge. Like if they just want more information or talk to us, um, they can schedule a consultation and chat about where they're coming from, what their needs are and see if we're a good fit. Yeah. All right. Love it. Thanks, Brian. Thank you guys. Ryan, thank you so much. See you. All right, everybody. See you later. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show gained insight into having a thriving business and living a balanced life. We also welcome any ideas you would like us to discuss in future shows. Don't forget to like and share. We'll see you next week.